This need to be all action. Fuck talking. Talking ain't got us nowhere, but in the same predicament, in the same condition. You know what I'm saying? So yeah, like let's stop talking, organize, and come up with some revolutionary tactics. You are now tuning into Estat Radio. It's that radio podcast where we lay the foundation for creatives to come together to speak on topics that move us. Hosted by your girl, Sasha Diamond, and I thank you for rocking with me. Thank y'all for tuning in. It's your girl, Sasha Diamond, and this is episode one of season one. And this particular show is titled Dear Black Man. This episode is dedicated to all black men, women, and children that have died at the hands of the police and that have died to gun violence. May you all rest in paradise and I dedicate this show to you. This show is called Dear Black Men because I am going to be speaking with my husband and as well as a good friend of mine, Jerome Anderson. Um, Jerome lives in Cleveland, Ohio, and he's getting the fulsome experience of what it's like to be in the U.S. right now during all of what we can call a civil rights movement. It's it's a part of a civil rights movement, and we're all very proud right now of our black folks sticking together and standing and banding together. As all of you know, uh, George Floyd did die at the hands of the police earlier this week, and we are all in uproar about it. And it's a very serious situation. And, you know, you see a lot of things floating on social media, and we're all basically telling our white friends, listen, (laughs) don't try to love our culture, but not love us when we're dying. There's so much to be said, so much to be discussed, but we have to start somewhere and open up the conversation. So I did want to dedicate this show to this particular topic, and I'm hoping you guys enjoy it, and let's get into it. Introduce yourself. My name's Jerome Anderson. Jerome, you're on the show today because I believe that you would be able to give some amazing insight on what's happening in our world right now, and because you now have a young son... Um, your thought process it probably has changed a great bit with how you would like to see your young man raised because you're now in that particular situation. So I just want to talk to you a bit about what it means, um, what it means to raise a young black man, and also what you do in the community because I know you're very involved in your community. So just give us a little bit of background on you and what it means to raise a young black man. Okay, so. For me, what it is to raise a black man is everything. And the reason I say everything, because that's what we got to give them. We got to equip them with everything in this world that we're living in. We can't just give them the, the corporate and the business aspect of life and leave out the survival aspect of life, as well as the self-value aspect of life. And like what it is that I do right now, I'm an outreach worker. I do intervention and prevention with gangs and gun violence. Out there, you know, cleaning the community up every Thursday. I got a chess program also. I teach kids life skills through chess. You know what I'm saying? So for me, like, it's everything. You got to get a young black man, everything. So what I do, like, even though my son only three months, I talk to him like he's 30. You know what I'm saying? I have full-blown conversations with him. I don't do baby talk. I whisper in his ear that he's great, that he's powerful, that he's phenomenal, that he's strategic, and that he's fearless. I want him to to know that. I want to smear that shit on his conscience. 
Of course, I agree. And that's dope that you take that approach with your, your baby, because a lot of people will baby the baby until, you know, they're of age to try and cons consult them enough to make wise decisions. So it's good that you're taking that step early on in the process of parenting to be able to tell that young man that he's great, because I don't think a lot of these young, young, young men these days hear anything positive um, about themselves. Like when they look in the mirror, it, their confidence is coming from other places, unfortunately, and it needs to start at home and especially with their father. True. So I, I, I totally agree. agree with your uh, with your approach there. And when you when you do your community outreach, what type of what type of vibe do you get from young black men that you do reach out to when you're um, speaking uh, on the gun violence? I keep it simple. I keep it organic. And I just make sure that that the vibe is felt and that is real. And I don't tell them not to hustle. I don't tell them that. I don't, I don't tell them to put down the gun. The only thing I tell them to do is mine. Don't be killing other people that look like you. You know what I'm saying? Like in a world like this, you need your hammer. You need your pole on you. You know what I'm saying? So if you ain't got that, you know what I'm saying? Go get one because you see how they treat me. But I tell them like, there's other things to do. I know you getting your paper, but start a small business. I just try to be, like I say, organic with them. I don't give them no superficial bullshit. I just, you know. I sometimes tell them about my experience because some of them don't even know that I've been locked up. I just, I just try to keep it real with them. And, you know, just touching on, you know, the fact that you, you experience being locked up, a lot of the things that are happening right now, um, you know, that are oppressing us that we're all dealing with as a black community across the world right now. Um, they like to assassinate characters when the person has passed or when they're brutalized by the police. And they like to reflect on what type of, I guess, any type of police communication whatsoever. Even if you're just in the neighborhood chilling and they're yeah, bothering yeah, yeah. you daily, they like they if they know your name, it's enough. It's enough to be like, you know, this person has had contact with the police constantly, and so on and so on. And they reflect on that as opposed to the person that you are when you're on the street. And you know, if God forbid anything happened to Eugene, like somebody somebody could never um, come and, and and say to me, you know, his past is who he is. It's nobody reflects on what, what the person is doing with their life currently. Um, the, the news and the media try to deflect what has actually happened and the fact that they have been brutalized by the police or, um, you know, they've been, their life has been taken away because of a very nervous quote unquote community member. Um, mm -hmm. that's, that might be white, Asian, whoever the case is, but non-black, let's say, um, they've taken the life away and we have to then deal with it within the black community because of their past, because they felt threatened because of their past. So just in saying that, because of the fact that you did, you know, you did do some time, do you find that you're, you're getting, you get different reactions, different type of treatment because of your past? and being an American man as well? No, I don't at all. Cause I, I don't be caring. Like, you know what I'm saying? So for me, like I lay it all out. So you can't use nothing against me. You know what I'm saying? Like you can't, you can't say nothing bad about me. You know what I'm saying? Like I'm in a community 10 toes down. Like they fuck with me in different neighborhoods, not just my neighborhood. You know what I'm saying? And like, 
they they for sure use you know what I'm saying like personal attack tactics, but you can't you can't attack a person that's authentic and true to himself and that put it out there like this is where I was, this is this is where I am, mm-hmm. you know what I'm saying? Like you can't say nothing about that. So yeah, it don't it don't even bother me. Plus I be like, fuck them, you know what I'm saying? Like <laughs> I'm, I'm gonna do me, like I'm gonna do me, like. So just quickly, I want to touch on what's happening right now in the world. And I know you're very aware of it, being a black man in America right now. And you are literally directly the most affected person or type of person that would be dealing with this type of situation. How are your, what are your feelings right now on George Floyd's situation, Breonna Taylor, people who are just like the list is just piling in the past couple of weeks. What are your feelings about this? You know, I definitely feel, I get chills about their situations and about what happened to them about their life. Definitely think it's essential for us to, uh, to organize. We need to stop spending money with them and organize. You know what I'm saying? I have my sister today look up the company, uh, look, look up Alec. Are you familiar with Alec? Uh, I've heard of it before, but please reiterate. So Alec, they the lawmakers in the United States, funded by all these businesses, like whether it's a Home Depot, a Walmart, all these companies fund Alec. Like I tell, I tell my people, like, we need to stop spending our bread with them, only shop local and organize and teach mm-hmm. self-value. Because once we organize and teach self-value, we can't be stopped. All the looting, Donald Trump going to tweet. He tweeted, he going to say, when the looting start, the shooting start. Mm-hmm. That's what he said. But we don't need to be looting anyway. We just need to not spend our money with them, organize for when something do happen, we have some uh, some tactics, some tactics. It's just but, about us coming together. That's, that's really what it is right now. It's we all need to band together. And I, I think a lot of people, a lot of people that are in biracial relationships right now, I find that they are suffering hard with <laughs> this stigma right now. Like, how could you be with the oppressor? Like, I'm sure that that was like, the that was the mood before these things started happening and became you know a part of the forefront lately however i'm finding that a lot of biracial couples are the ones right now dealing with what's the future going to look like um because of all of this hate and brutality going on and people looking at you like i can't believe you're with so and so and just speaking on that george floyd um, everybody is like having the biggest uproar right now about his spouse because, you know, she's a white woman. Obviously, if, you, if you've been uh, listening to the news or watching um, or looking at these articles, she mm-hmm. turned around to say, we need to forgive that police officer. We need to forgive him. Mm-hmm. And she has no hate in her heart about what's happened. She does not. She seems very nonchalant about the situation, but mm-hmm. It's, it can't be that way. He's literally one of millions that are going to be dying at the hands of the police. And just recently, I was I was just talking I was just talking to my husband about this with the young man in Brazil. Mm-hmm. He, just today, I'm seeing this article. I'm not sure how recent uh, it was within the past week, but the police killed a 14 year old in Brazil over 70 bullets. 70 bullets. Why? Just why? <laughs> like it? Why? And why? Why does it have to be that way? It's it's in pure insanity. It's pure insanity, and 
it there's so many variables to this like where do we start like i'm about to tell you where we start yeah we have to stop asking the question why our biggest problem is we talk too fucking much you know what i'm saying we want to have these peaceful protests and conversations with these people who perpetuate these crimes against us so Mm -hmm. it's like this it's like this fuck the talk let's not say shit and set this amongst each other not talking to them about nothing anybody who talking to them as we ain't talking to you you know what i'm saying we got to really be solid and strict about what we do you know what i'm saying because if we don't with it yeah because we need we need to play this need to be all action fuck talking talking ain't got us nowhere but in the same predicament in the same condition you know what i'm saying so yeah like let's stop talking organized and come up with some revolutionary tactics you know what i'm saying I agree. And I, I really personally feel like it's, well, it definitely starts with us and the way that we're raising our young kings and our young queens. We have to make sure that we're figuring that out first. The comparison with Emmett Till and, um, and George Floyd, essentially. Just mm-hmm. that, well, that alone, it, it screams volumes on just the, just the fact that we, we have no, they have no regard for us. And then as well as um, compare, comparing um, Emmett Till and, um, and Ahmed Aubrey because that's both civilian murder, right? Mm-hmm. What are your feelings about the fact that, you know, Emmett Till wasn't found until way later and, and the images that are put across social media, um, the mother wanted to make sure that, you know, everyone took a picture of what was going on and then Ahmed Aubrey um everybody was constantly sharing the video and sharing the video just like George Floyd as well. What do you think the differences are between when that happened in the 50s to now? Do you think that there's any difference? Yeah, I think uh you know it's interesting that when Emmettil had that, I don't know if you know the lady who actually said that she heard him whistle. Mhm. She had wrote a book maybe like three, four years ago. Said she lied about the whole joint, right? Yep, yep, yep. She said she lied about the whole joint and then gonna turn around like they like they like Bill Cosby up for some old. You know what I'm saying? They locked up hella people for old stuff, but they ain't gonna do nothing to her. You know what I'm saying? But I think I think our biggest problem for real, people feminine everything like I hate it. You know what I'm saying? Instead of like like if you see him doing, don't don't film me. You help me. You know what I'm saying? Like, no. That's exactly what I was saying. But people, people were kind of looking at that as a that's an issue. There's a good and a bad thing to it. If I don't film it, then there's no proof. But if you help me, I'm putting my life at risk as well. And I I think it's a it's a case by case basis. But at the same time, if you do nothing physically to help me while you're filming me, <laughs> like. What what can I do? I'm just gonna be another murder on your list and something that no, you but you don't, don't 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 fake be don't act like you part of the cause. You know what I'm saying? Don't act like you part of the cause after I'm dead because you mm-hmm. weren't part of the cause while they was killing me. Right, and that's a fact, and I I believe in that as well. Like uh, lots of people that are filming, and and there's like a myriad of people just standing around and and filming this and it's coming off of like 20 plus phones and not one person was rage was raging enough to be able to say 
get off of him or pull, like do something physical. I'm, I'm pretty sure if somebody had pulled the officer that was kneeling on his neck, the pressure off of his neck for just a little bit, that could have made a little bit of a change, possibly. Not, no doctor, yeah, like anything could have happened because there, there's people there. I don't know if you've seen that picture. Somebody took a picture of him on the ground, like right, like it would have been like you were laying down right beside him. They zoomed so close to his facial expression and his eyes turning bloodshot red for them to take a picture, but nobody stepped in. So that's just across the board. So I, I don't know. I, I think that there's that it's debatable with so many different people, but I just see that as black and white. You either help or you don't. Don't speak on it if you didn't do nothing for it. Yeah, facts. And you couldn't, because when you, when you said it's debatable, I was going to disagree with you and say it's not no, debatable. It, it ain't we, debatable. I don't believe that. But some say it's debatable. I'm not going to put my life on the line for you to, to, you know, for you to survive and the police kill the both of us. But at least somebody tried. Somebody tried to step in, and I know, and I know that that that's a it's a very serious topic. But at the same time, I really do believe if you didn't step in, or not one person stepped in, what, you're a part of the problem. You, you know, you know what they call that in psychology. Sorry. You know, you know what they call that. I'm not there in my course that's, yet. School. If you if you keep silent about what's going on, that's silent approval. Exactly what it is. Hmm. It's silent approval. You're approving of it. Hmm. Well, there's a lot to do, sir. That's for sure. There's a lot to do. <laughs> but thank you so much, G. I really appreciate your opinion. I wish we can, you know, speak on some other things, but you're my boy, so you're coming back on the show again, right? 100. Okay. So um we're gonna make sure we continue the conversation this is not an overnight situation so um i'm very grateful for, for you uh in being here and sharing your opinions and i really hope that everything is going to be at least not as smooth as we want to be but it's it's uh, an ability to be able to make a change and i'm glad that you're in the community trying to do your part i appreciate you no no problem i appreciate you and that's the end of the interview with Jerome Anderson. And we're going to move directly into the interview with Arnold, uh, giving us his take on this pandemic and as well as his experience as a black man in the Caribbean. Hi, everyone. My name is Arnold. I'm Sasha's husband. I'm also Trinidadian from the Caribbean. Nice to meet you all. So, Arnold, what I want to ask you is, what is it like for a black man in the Caribbean that is dealing with um, this pandemic. Let's just start there. How has this pandemic affected you as a man and as a black man? Well, it's the first thing first is extremely difficult being home, restricted to your house for this long and you literally can't do anything. You can't, no recreation. And then one week, two weeks, three weeks, one month, two months. It's it, it difficult on your mind. is frustrating. You sit down sometime and you're thinking to yourself, it's just like, that's sulky because it's like, I need something to do. I want something to do. But that's not an option right now. You just have to 
Well, I guess, well, I guess it goes without saying that, you know, the workforce is non-existent. If you didn't have a job, if you didn't have a job before, this is, this is Trinidad, we're speaking about you guys, but um, if you didn't have a job before, it's definitely more difficult for you to get one now. And if you did have a job and you lost it due to the pandemic, or you're unable to perform your job because of the circumstances of being quarantined, it's a difficult situation. So I can only imagine what is happening for men out there that provide for their family and um, they're unable to do as they can or as they were before because of the circumstances of quarantine. There are a lot of family right now that actually seeking um, hampers and handouts and any form of donation whatsoever because they literally can't go out and work and they have no income and what money I had put aside. Obviously, two months plus, that is going to finish so quickly. Yeah, savings is probably a real big issue because people yeah, that, put it away for cold. rainy days. It and- depends. It depends on how much you have put away that will be quickly depleted because people are paying rent, people are paying bills, you have to buy groceries utilities that would not last that long so what has it been like for shopping or just navigating through purchasing um like grocery stores malls if they're open well, things it's like that. not malls not malls um so far the only thing we have that reopened since the quarantine is food outlets and at the same time you're not allowed to dine in or like certain things like um, certain foods that you guys wouldn't know about, like doubles and stuff like that. You can't have it on the spot. Everything is to go. Okay. Every what single about, food that is to go. Well, what about carts and things like that, like food carts? Because um, yeah, they, they, they are big like those, that in the Caribbean. All, those. all yeah, of those all are, are still available? Those are still... Yeah, well, they reopen, yes, but everything is to go. Okay. Can't have it on the spot. Okay, gotcha. Okay, so what what does it look like for you to to say, you know, I'm I want to travel after this is done. <laughs> like I want to I want us to delve into what's going on right now. Like all of the police brutality and and more recently George Floyd uh that was um you know, he was brutalized by the police. He was his breathing was cut Murdered. off and and um it's really unfortunate because there's videos circulating around everywhere. So you're constantly watching it daily. And that's not the only thing that has been happening. Uh, Breonna Taylor is also another person that died at the hands of the police um, that was shot and she was shot in her house. Yeah, no, this, it's just too much happening. And it's like, it's literally feeling like there's no alternative. There's no peace to this there's not going to be any end to this unless like we rebel and go crazy that's what it's feeling like and watching all of the all of the um the riots that are happening right now in minneapolis it's 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 a lot of mixed feelings but more i would imagine more than more than uh all black people close to all I would hope <laughs> that are feeling like it's justified is not, it's not even rioting. I just feel like it's just, I'm fed up. Like we are fed up. Like, enough and, is enough. I yeah, don't and, care anymore. And we're just, Tell me if you want. It's just a reaction. It's just a reaction. It's just, it, that's what it looks like now. It's just black yeah, but folks. Are reacting. Situations like this has been 
being swept swept below the carpet for years upon years upon years upon years. So much family lost loved ones innocently. They're getting killed for free in the streets because the officer thought he saw a gun. Mm-hmm. Or he mistake you for somebody else, mistaken identity. Or you didn't bow down and give them the respect that they demanded. So you know what? They're going to be fishing and looking for any excuse they could use to give you a charge or kill you and say that they're in fear of their life. They're always in fear of their life. So watching what's happening in the States, what are you feeling like about traveling there? Is that ever something that you want to do now in the future? Or is that just I have to be that... in the far future. Not, not, not right now, not nowhere close to now because I'm black, obviously. So I could mm-hmm. be minding my own business and I could come across the wrong police officer and he could just have it out as like, yo, this is the one. He have to get something. I don't care what he, how innocent he is. He could be baby Jesus for like a he going a charge today. And anytime mm-hmm. he step out of line, he's standing possibility of getting killed for right. nothing. Well, definitely a fear of mine to like I don't have a son, I have a daughter, but I I'm in fear for a lot of women that are raising young kings right now. I, I actually saw a clip today. I was was going to send it to you, but I didn't send it again, where two white police officers held on a black it looked like she's a a young black woman. She's not halfway age or anything like that. Under 30. Mm-hmm. And there's the sidewalk and the road has, is filled with water. And they're holding her down and stuffing her face under the water and the sidewalk and the drain and saying, stop resisting, stop resisting, stop resisting. Oh my and goodness. that's like literally trying to drown her. And then when that wasn't enough, one come and grab her by her feet and like joke her pick up and then slam her down on the ground and then they jump on top of her again. Stop resisting, stop resisting, stop resisting and they're just beating this girl. That's terrible. That is horrible. And this so was in front it doesn't of her child or was she on her own? Um, I think one guy tried to help her and they did the same exact thing to him. They tried to drown the two of them in a puddle of water. Oh my goodness. And people are saying that there's a female, there's a female, there's a, she resisted, she resisted. So it's like in their eyes, it don't matter if you're a man, woman, or child. You're black, talk done. Well, what are you, what are your thoughts on? Well, okay, I know that this is this is a, a situation where you know blacks are look all blacks are looked at the same, and right now everybody's saying that all police officers are looked at the same, whether they're good police officers or not. There, it, it's it's one in the same. Like that's what a lot of opinions um, are looking my, at right now. But people have friends, people have my, family. My take on that. Mm-hmm. that are my take on that is, it have yes, have, I wouldn't say that all police um are bad, and all are racist and all these things. But mm-hmm. the problem lies is where the good police officers will see these things happening and they don't want to violate the code of not snitching on your, your 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 fellow officers and stuff like that and they stay quiet and they stand by and they let these things happen you're not they don't agree with it but you don't stand up against it so you let it slide right so you're just you don't you're cross just it as accountable. Blue line. yeah exactly that that loyalty to your fellow officer and you don't cross the call the thin blue line because officers don't snitch on officers but you're seeing this officer like you know he killed somebody wrongfully and it's like, well, it's wrong, but I'll stay quiet because I can't do him that. That's where the problem lies. When the good ones decide to stay quiet, I put, I'll put them in the same boat when it comes to that. 
Yeah, I know, I know that because um, I, I work in the legal field and I have a lot of friends that are either, um, you know, their parents are officers or they have husbands that are officers. And it's a very tough time right now because when you're looking at um, the officers, everybody's looking at the officers as a whole. So it's like they're, they're in fear of what kind of rebellion beha rebellious behavior would would come to the surface when they're out on the street right now. Like in Toronto, like I can say that the mood over here is cop cars don't want to be seen right now. Like it, it, it just boils in the black community. It's just, it's like hate filling up in your heart. It's, it's terrible. Yeah, well, basically they already know for a fact that if we go to go out on a patrol and we pass in the wrong place, you could get touched. Yeah, and, and you don't know what's going to happen is the fearful part. Like, you just, you don't know if you get pulled over, if this is your, your, last, mo your last set of moments. You don't know just because of the, the temperature of what's going on right now. And it's just getting at an ultimate high. And it's, it's getting, like, the, the behavior of uh, some police officers that, that abuse their power, that abuse um, their privilege. So, uh, some officers that are, are, are of Caucasian descent, they're, they're abusing their, their white privilege, let's say. But I, I don't, I don't even know where to begin. Um, and watching, like working for the courts before and, uh, working directly in a law office, it's, a, it's, it's a lot to see some of these people being, you know, brutalized by the police and it's getting hushed or there's settlements or there, it's just, it's it's a crazy there's, there's like there's no form of punishment no, no it's a crazy cycle a, it's a crazy you kill cycle. somebody wrongfully you kill a black person wrongfully and then there's this back life back as usual you go back you go back home normal you meet your family normal you get paid normal and a black man just lost your life that's it no big deal it's like we less like subhuman we like we, we don't we're not valued anything we're not worth anything that's how like that's how it feel like they look at us like we sub subhuman subspecies that like anything that's law beneath them now that we see yeah, so now that we read. see what um what george floyd or the officer that has um that is responsible for kneeling on uh george floyd's neck um he's he's charged now with third degree manslaughter what the hell is that like what is that the man deliberately knelt on a man's neck for eight minutes knowing that he cannot Nine. breathe and well, even worse, it, it shouldn't, it shouldn't happen, period. But he, um, he, he took on, pleasure in that. Yeah. And, and his face was very nonchalant. And I know I seen, I seen a post of, uh, I seen a post of somebody saying that this is a very familiar image to the 1950s and the 1940s, like looking at an officer nonchalant and just the body language of um what it looks like for them to be putting pressure on a black man's yeah. body is too much it literally looked like if you could have read minds it literally looked like this man was saying this look in his face was like i am not easing up until you die and apparently that took nine minutes when the black people just get tired of being killed every single day a day doesn't go by without being shot and killed whether it's your brother your sister your uncle your mother your father Mm -hmm. When people get tired of it, are just being killed every day, and you decide enough is enough, and a riot is like, oh, send the army, we're gonna have them killed. It's too much. It is too much, and it's it's a lot to take in, and it's a very harsh situation to sit and think about what it's going to look like when 
you know, like it's a pandemic as well. Like this is what, this is what is, is um, creating such a crazy, a crazy mood for all uh, all black people right now is not only the injustices, not only the violence, not only the poverty and things like that. Uh, the pandemic has, um, you know, put a heavy a heavy um, standstill at the economy and being fearful about how you're going to feed your family and things like that. Now the fear is, I want to make sure I stay alive. Like, can I go outside and see a police officer and feel safe enough? to be like i'm gonna go home alive without giving him the wrong looks without making eye contact right now nobody feels nobody's gonna right feel safe is, like you can't call an officer no. and feel safe that is very uncertain no it's it's terrible as long as you're black like you're born a criminal or something i don't know i don't know i don't know why they hate us so much i guess they fear us because yeah, but they... that's universal that's universal baby like i'm you're in canada i'm in trinidad right now Mm-hmm. And Trinidad racism is a real thing. It happens. Right. No matter where you go in this world right now, I, I don't, I'm not sure about Africa, but you go to China, well, China even worse right now. China, America, Canada. Uh, well, people, we, we, go, were, we were feeling, we were feeling the, the uproars were happening when we're watching um, the Chinese culture and population getting rid of and trying to get rid of um black folks or mistreating them because they feel like they were mm-hmm. responsible for the pandemic which makes absolutely so no that sense. black people um black people that um cause and it's spreading it mm-hmm. i don't know it's it's just a lot treated us like we we was the, the cause and you know the main purpose of the of the plague like but it's like you know, what from but it's like, what do you do? We do now. Like, it does. Is this what has to happen? Is this the rebellious behavior? What needs to happen no. in order for something to change? Like, this is crazy. Why yeah. do we need to fight for all of this? Like, why <laughs> we shouldn't have to? Arnold, it's a very, it's, like it's a very being tough. A black person right now. Yeah, definitely. But it's it's enough is enough. And where do we start? Where do we begin? How how I see, does? I see the same yeah like how does but like it's it's we would like to say that it's different it's different everywhere but it's all the same we all have Mm -hmm. black skin we all have you know uh that stigma placed on us discriminated against hated against yeah it's unfortunate and raising raising a young a young black boy right now like i'm worried i'm worried for i have a little brother i have brothers they're grown but still, still a fear because age doesn't mean anything right now to the police. But no, I, I fear for like... my, I fear for the, the, the men in my life. I fear for, um, you know, my friends with sons, young sons, and and you know, raising them and and fathers and uncles and brothers of others. Like I, I, I'm really fearful for them right now. What about if you're gonna take the police element out of it? What about Ahmad Arbery? Citizen uh-huh. killed him. Right. Well, that's well, what about the the woman that was walking her dog in the park and she said she was gonna call and and, and said that as a, as African American and then when she called and she realized she wasn't getting results she wants she decided to song panic panic because why as basically asking for a death sentence on this black man well think think about it this wrong. is what this is the type of this is the type of um behavior uh the police have allowed citizens to feel like they can partake in that's the that's exactly what's been happening yeah literally and and there's there's so many comparisons but 
like for example like there's for example like we're thinking about um you know kids like emmett till emmett till died at the hands of citizens Citizen because they wanted to take matters into their own hands and then ahmed Aubrey he he was killed at the hands of citizens because they wanted to take matters into their own hands and then when we sit and think about the backgrounds of these things like we were talking we were talking about assassination of character um just what yesterday and Zimmerman what about we, Zimmerman as well yeah Zimmerman absolutely he's he's in a world all on his own because he went forward to try to sue the family after that yes so, so the, the it's it's just the way that the police have allowed citizens to believe that that certain behavior is tolerated and they will get results in blaming a black person because black people are not respected and we're not loved in certain communities so it's it's like where where do black men feel comfortable where are black women going to feel comfortable black children need to be need to feel comfortable about where they're at they like racism is not you're not born with racism you're taught racism so it's it's like Mm -hmm. it's it's like where how can we win where do we win like what's the formula here like like a revolution or something drastic to happen because we tried a nice way for since not even years for centuries we tried a nice way tried a nice way tried a nice way and no results no nothing it doesn't matter if you're an you're upstanding citizen. It doesn't matter how bright you are. It doesn't matter how rich you are. It doesn't mm-hmm. matter where you come from or nothing like that. It's just like... You well, just when, when you hear a young black child... Label as black. When you ask a young black child, you know, what do you want to be when you grow up or where do you want to be? Where do you want to be when you grow up? And the, the, the thing that they respond to you is just to be alive, just to be free that is that speaks volumes to us adults like our community just the world how do we fix this we need to we need to be able to raise a generation that feels comfortable and confident about where and how they're growing up and the possibilities that they'll have to be great and be able to be a a change maker a lawmaker um and be able to fix these things when they're broken like it's not even a system that's broken this is a system that has been created by people who feel that that a certain skin color or or a minority of any kind is a threat and it's used against us and unfortunately the indigenous people go through this you know many other cultures go through this but black people it's like this will never end and if it's this is literally modern day lynching right in front of us right in front Mm -hmm. of us folks are getting lynched right in front of us and we have to to watch and there's and and as i i seen another post um it's very extremely true racism is not new this is not a new situation we're just filming it now we filmed it before, maybe in the future. Yeah, well, we 60s, could actually see it now. But yes, and now we have it real time. But there's also the issue that, well, people are in fear, obviously, to help someone when it's happening. But we don't want um, folks and families to feel like if I'm, I'm seeing or witnessing your loved one being brutalized by the police or, um, you know, you're basically on the verge of getting murdered by the police and all I am doing is literally having my phone out and videotaping this as opposed to trying 
to get help or trying to help you. I know it's easier said than done because you have to be directly in this situation and you might be in fear that the police will shoot you as well. But I, I, I'm really afraid for our, uh, the generation to come that that's how we defend ourselves. It's just, it's basically just adding to the fact that we're going to have a whole bunch of footage. We'll have a whole bunch of footage to show our, our, our people getting murdered, our people being brutalized in some kind of way, mistreated. And that's all we have is video. And then it just happens time and time and time and time again. It's great documentation, but there's also a downside to it because that also distracts us from being able to help the person. But that's, an, I guess, another debate all on its own because it's a, it's a situation to situational thing. So it's, it's hard to, to say, but I, I believe that truly. It's it difficult to see like all these things happening, a lot happening. Coronavirus, COVID-19 combined with all this hate, all this murder, all this chaos. And as like the white people on them in particular is like, they'll approach you, you're minding your own business and they will approach you. And if it's kind of for yourself, they would faster, would, would prefer and accept that when they speak to you, you look down at the ground and you cower and they speak to you how you want and it's like the only thing missing from that that scenario would be like saying yes master so like that is the mentality that they all have right not all but the, the, the neo-nazis and the the white supremacists and it's like that is the mentality that they have and the entitled people and it's like it's not jim crow it's 2020. Mm -hmm. and when you don't do that they fly into flaming rage Call the police and do this, and they want to like who wanted to take vigilante justice against black people. Like, where does it end? Nobody knows. It's and what's important is that we keep platforms and we keep places and safe spaces for people to be able to comfortably speak on these subjects without them feeling like the wrong person's listening and the wrong person will stop it. So I, I don't care who get upset about that because I have a friend from Florida right now and I'm like I like stepping away from that friendship because it's like they have the flag and stuff like that and it's like the Confederate flag and it's like in my book red flag that I I could be especially with things going on here right now it's like I can't have friends like you because of that I'm not discriminating but rather safe than sorry honestly people might be biased towards this but honestly sometimes as a black person as a black man seeing these things on a daily basis now it's just like it, it, it upsets you it pisses you off and it's like if you could come across these people sometimes it's like i would want to instill fear into these people to the point where you run upon them and it's like you know i don't know if you beat them i don't know because rage is a hell of a thing but when people take it to that extent and have blatantly did no disregard and no respect for black people in that manner where this man was murdered and then you can't make this not put it out in the public on on the internet for the whole world to see that he lips so big and he knows so big how could he not breathe mm -hmm. they actually like they, they fail to start pointing about they, 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 the police and them rely on the uniform and the badge and the gun and it have the the other casual civilians who rely on their 
the color, who they know, and the connections. And it's, 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 oh boy, it's too much. It's just too much. It's, it's entitlement. It's a to, yeah, it's a lot to take in. It's a lot to try to figure out how to approach this because what we've been doing clearly hasn't been working. So uh, I, I don't see, know. I see inject inject faint all of them. Let them know that you know we are forced to reckon with them. It's like if we fed up enough is enough. Yeah and then it's most certainly gonna find out I don't want to incite violence but come on. Well they're they're basically they're basically just doing exactly what they're being uh, met with, right? So, I don't know. It's just, it's like, people, people will say that, oh, these people, them that's doing these things and they'll talk about them in the worst way possible. But what if the white people was a minority and what if white people was being murdered every day in the streets? What if white people then fear their life for no good reason? Mm -hmm. I wonder how that would have gone. But it's well, not them. They don't, they don't know what it's like to be discriminated against because of the color of your skin. They don't well, know. How, how do you, just to, just, to wrap, just to wrap things up and try to kind of get to a point where um, I can understand from you, what are you feeling like as, the, uh, okay, yes, you, you are a black man, but you are literally the most feared and hunted person in America right now. Um, what are you feeling like the future is like or what you would like the future to be i would like to be treated as a human being don't 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 judge me because the color of my skin or the texture of my hair i want to be treated like everybody else just like the other person mm -hmm. don't classify me and judge me because i'm black i want equality i want everything that the other person wants i want it to plain and simple okay and I want to be able to walk into a bank or walk into a store and not be followed or like raise alarms or raise attention because we're a black man. Yeah, you're not, you're not only a black man, you're a tall black man too. So Tall black, black man with a big beard. <laughs> Come on. Yeah. yeah, I go and stand out. Yeah, of course. Well? I'll raise eyebrows on suspicion. Hell yeah. And an accent, not helping. <laughs> I thought you didn't have an accent. Um, that's another story. <laughs> We're going to wrap it up just by just by saying, you know what? All lives matter, but right now black is it. We need to stand up. We need to be able to um protect ourselves and protect our children, protect our homes, protect our money. It needs to be that way. So if you guys have any suggestions with what types of things we can start doing to go forward just on the community level and be able to push it out into the world drop a comment and let me know i want to say thank you to both of my guests jerome anderson and arnold for stopping by us that radio and contributing to the topics that move us I also want to thank all of our listeners for tuning in and don't forget to follow us on Instagram at SDAT Radio Podcast and join our Facebook group for the latest updates on episodes and guests and their contact information. If you have a question, you can submit comments under the episode on the podcast platform that you're listening to. You also have the option to leave us a digital voice message through our anchor platform. 
All followable links and clickable content are provided in our episode description. And if you like the content that you're hearing, support our podcast by clicking the link in our description to support our show by providing a small donation to keep us going. Thank you for rocking with us and tune in next week and every Wednesday at 7 p.m. Peace. Thank <laughs> you.